Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Shukri Wright's host of Believe in Boston Betting with your host, Shukri Wright's episode number two and the first episode that I have a guest on in which that I am bringing in a familiar face in Boston sports media. One, you've heard on 98.5 The Sports Hub, and you've for sure seen him on NBC Sports Boston with this, with this Friday night show. That is the one and only Joe Murray, who's on the podcast with us on this episode. Joe. What's going on, man? And we were talking before we started recording the episode how you could be easily mistaken as Suge Knight and even, like, I mean, like Big Joe. Like, seriously, you definitely have a duple hanger if, 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 if there was ever one. Oh, oh, yeah. I get it all the time. Hey, Joe, is that you at the Border Cafe this weekend? <laughs> Whatever. But, yeah, yeah, true story. I went on vacation one year, and somebody thought I was the rapper Fat Joe. Wow. Um, and, and I got it. Like, I, I've gotten that before, you know, like yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a shoe. I'm a big guy. We what met before in person. So like, not, not <laughs> once, like multiple times. So it's like, I know what you look like in person. It's like, but still it's like, well, well what happened was somebody else goes, Hey man, you kind of look like DJ Khaled. And I look at him <laughs> and I go, dude, I look like I ate DJ Khaled. <laughs> Get me out of here. DJ Captain. Be the best. Stop. <laughs> DJ Khaled, are you kidding me? Oh my, you know it's what? probably the lineup. You know, it's the lineup. I bet. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, but oh my gosh! Like, listen, I, I've been compared to rappers much to my own personal annoyance. Rick but Ross, little Rick Ross in you, maybe? I've been called Rick Ross, and it's, <laughs> it's driven me nuts. Like, why? I, I I I hate the comparison. It's like, no, I'm just me. Like, and what's wild is. Yeah, like I just started growing a beard in 2014 for good. I've only trimmed this bad boy down maybe three times oh, in the last eight years. Three times. 2016, 18, and 20. That's it. So, like, when I tell you that, like, people have called, yo, Rick Ross, what's going on? I'm like, shut up. Just shut <laughs> up. You got almost a Mr. T to you. If you, you know, you could probably do that for Halloween. Hey, if I, if I really wanted to, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I really wanted to, yeah. But speaking of Halloween, though, I know, I know there is one team locally in which that you could say they can choose to wear a costume, but at some point that that guy is going to get exposed, and that is the New England Patriots coming off. A an impressive win Sunday against the Detroit Lions, and and I want to get your initial thoughts on the game in itself. And did you catch the fever, zappy fever that is here locally here in New England for those listening and potentially watching outside of New England? Yeah, so I am not really surprised with Bailey Zappi's performance. I'll say that mm. um, I'm I love college football. I watch a lot of it and. I do want to know who the next quarterbacks are. And, you know, we know the story, right? Houston Baptist, Western Kentucky. He yep. was a star last year. He threw for 62 touchdowns, 4,000. Like, he was the one of the greatest college seasons in history. So, I, I'm not necessarily surprised that he went into a game and managed it and won and made throws. Like, mm-hmm. I – and you see a lot of players come from college now to do that. Yeah. So, I got, a little, I got a little zappy fever, and here's why. Yeah. I think he is – talented and can also make plays like he's a he's a playmaker you know what i mean mm-hmm. um if we're comparing him to mac jones i think mac jones iq is just exceptional like he knows how to make the 
second, third, fourth read, knows how to read multiple levels. He has many guys to key on. Like last week, Zappi really just kind of keyed on the safety and where, where he was lined up. Yep. But Jones can do it at multiple levels. He can adjust the lines, the linebackers. So that's where I think they differ. So I got a little bit of fever. Don't get me wrong. I think Mac is advanced mentally, but at times I think Mac's ability does hurt the team. Um, you know, he threw three interceptions against the Ravens. I know Aguilar fumbled, but it's still a one score game. Yeah. And it, it's the first time shooting a long answer. <laughs> I do got the, Oh no, go ahead. Go on. Well. Long, long answer is, they're now a team with Bailey Zappi. The coaches make the the for the for the all the assistants that have been crushed for their play calling. Mm-hmm. Play calling's been pretty good, right? I yeah, think. it has. And the players are together, so that's what I like. I'm sure Bill Belichick likes it, but if we're looking long term and week to week, Mac Jones just has the IQ. I still wonder if Mac Jones has the ability i think zappy does he doesn't have the iq yet on my podcast the sugar race podcast for those who also follow me outside of the the believe podcast of uh, um network i talked about this on yesterday's podcast in which i i said listen i don't want to get married to the idea that mac jones must be the quarterback because I've always have had the belief for years that in the NFL, it's about what can you do for me and what have you done for me lately? And in 2022, we have not seen the 2021 version of Mac Jones in which that he was excellent. Not only what he was, he was a solid game manager, but he was able um, to, um, to make um, key plays at, at key opportune times in games last season. But so far prior to the injury, he has been prone to making the turnover, and that's something that's going to lose you games. But with Bailey Zappi and about a game and a half of action, I've seen someone that that may not have the IQ of Mac Jones, but someone who has shown the ability to limit the turnovers, ex- like create long, extended drives, and that's been the difference so far. So, so Joe, if you're looking at the short term in terms of, Bailey Zappi, does he give you a better chance to win currently, right now? Even if, let's say, Mac Jones was healthy tomorrow, would you rather go with Bailey Zappi as your starter, especially, let's say, for example, for this week's game against the Cleveland Browns, or would you rather go back to Mac Jones? Yeah, so I look at this two ways. Uh, Obviously, and I appreciate the intro, but I do a betting show. So when I look at things right away, I look at the number. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the year, uh, the schedule comes out and then odds makers make um, a line. Well, it was three and a half at one point. Now this was before the Deshaun Watson stuff came out and everything. So yeah, three and a half's the number, the way that I look at it. And I did speak to a longtime Vegas odds maker who told me that Mac Jones is worth three points against the spread, mm. which is a lot, right? Yeah. I and mean, that's all, that's wow. a lot of points. So in this case, would that make this a pick or minus one Cleveland? So that in Cleveland's awful loss, right? A tough loss. Patriots are awful win. They've covered the last two games. The way that I look at the line at three and a half, they, they, they looked at this a long time ago and said three and a half. It makes me think that Mac Jones is probably going to play. 
that mm. that's what the line indicates to me. But uh, and that's only off the, off off the the go, uh, the future line. Yeah. But I look at it like this: they play this week, and then don't play until Monday Night Football against the Bears. Hmm. I think you prepare Z- uh, Zappy to go this week. I think the Patriots are going to struggle. So no matter who the quarterback is this week, I think they're going to struggle in Cleveland. Cleveland's off a two-point loss. They have one of the best rushing te- you know, offenses in football. Brissett hasn't been bad at all. Again. They get big leads, man, and they tank it late. The Patriots' biggest thing is they always play from behind. Yep. Austin Eckler rushed for 167 yards last week. Stevenson had a great week. Now there's no Harris. Who's that next back to step up if Harris gets taken away? I think the Pats are going to struggle this week. I lean Cleveland at the moment based off the betting line. If Mac Jones is the quarterback, does the line start to move down a, a peg or two? You know what I'm mm. saying? I'd be, But I think it's Cleveland this week. They don't play Mac Jones. They give them a whole nother week and the extra day to play the Bears on Monday Night Football. According to BetMGM, <clears throat> excuse me, the spread is at a plus three for the Patriots and the, the over under 42 and a half and the money line being at plus 25 um, for, for the Patriots based upon what you have seen in terms of um, in terms of like whoever may be under center for the Cleveland Browns, as you mentioned, this was all before the Deshaun Watson saga and as well as the injury uh, walls at quarterback for the Patriots would you, if if you had to make a selection right now, hey, if you had to make a bet right now, would you like bet all like on the spread being plus three in favor of the Patriots, or or would you rather go with the under in, uh, instead? No, so so it's a good question on the under be, uh, on the total because you know the Patriots generally struggle on the road. Um, mm-hmm. They average seventeen points on the road um, in the Mac Jones era, and then we saw what happened. In, in they did go over the total in Green Bay. Yeah. So their offense has been better lately. They scored twenty nine points last week. Seven of them came on a uh, you know a fumble return or whatever. So I I tend to lean the under with if it is Bailey Zappi, I lean under. I think it's going to be a strong running game on both sides. But who's that next guy to step up if Z, if Stevenson can't run? Um, I think they bring Ty Montgomery back. I think that's what they do, or they look to bring up J.J. Harris, but that's going to be a key this week. If Damian Harris is going to miss some time, I think it's just a hole for them, and it puts more pressure on Bailey Zappi to make throws. I don't know what's going on with Nelson Aguilar right now. Oh, God. That's a turnover machine. But if I'm looking at it on a betting line right now, I lean Cleveland. Forget about how the two teams are playing. Yeah. The line three and a half means that the key number of three is gone in favor of Cleveland. If Mac Jones plays, I wouldn't be surprised if it got down to two. Because um, mm-hmm. I would project this at about one, one and a half Cleveland because they have the home field advantage and back-to-back home games. Wow. Like, thank you for, for teaching me that tidbit in which that I'm learning the over and unders and in in like especially the money lines. From, from various um, sport, um like sports books, whether it's MGM, DraftKings, um, etc. And just to shift gears for a little bit, because I, I want to come back to the Patriots. I was reading something on on CBSSports.com last week, and I talked about it on the initial 
um, on, on the initial um, podcast in which the Celtics right now, they were favored at plus 600 to win the NBA title come next June. Would you say that that is that that is a pretty accurate um, betting odd for, for a Celtics team that going into the season prior to everything that has gone down over the last month and a half, that this is the team that should be favored to win an NBA title this upcoming season? So I think I don't like the team that's the favorite every year, right? Mm. I, I generally look to go against it. It, it. I call it a fade. Just, oh, they're the favorite, so uh, I'm going to go against it. You know, kind of like them or the field. So I just hate the fact that they're, they're the favorite. But with what happened a year ago, the progression of the team, et cetera, the free agents that they got, they they should be the favorite on paper. Um, there were some others that I thought were interesting, though. The Clippers is still in the discussion there. Golden State will be there, of course, with whatever they have. in Brooklyn. I think there's still value in Brooklyn if they can put it together. The th- I have some issues with the Celtics. Um, obviously, we know what happened this year with their head coach. Yep. Maybe they rally around it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they do. The coach doesn't mean much to me in the NBA. It never it never has. Thank you. Uh, I, I'm glad. Unless, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that yeah, way. Yeah. Seriously. If this team's good enough, they should win without. They, they should win with you as the coach. I'm not insulting you. Fla- no, I'm flattered actually. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what I'm saying though is. Dude, you got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Al Horford and Marcus Smart and all these mm-hmm. guys. You know, I mean, you know, I don't think Blake Griffin's going to be much, but I think he can contribute if they ask. You know, I still would go get Carmelo Anthony. Um, I would still do that. I, you know, Sam Hauser, they're going to expect a lot out of him. I think the kid can shoot. He can't defend. Yeah. And that's where he's going to struggle. And this team's made of defense. If I'm looking at it now, I still think Miami's got their hand up their sleeve. They got a trick up there, bro. Um, they could. They have a lot. They just signed Hero to a big deal. They got guys. They can. They can move. It's all about moving salary, right? Yeah. And that's what I was worried about, dude. I was worried about Kevin Durant popping off. Not he wanted to come to Boston. It didn't work. Well, who's the next team now? It, it, it's Miami, and I know that people are going to say, "Well, Joe, you know, Bam Adebayo's there, and Ben Simmons, and." If he wants to go there, they'll make it work. Exactly. You know, they'll still trade Ben Simmons for out of buy. Like, you know what I'm saying? They'll just mm-hmm. do it. So, uh, and then one team I thought you should look out for, I don't know if they can, Milwaukee. Imagine if I Milwaukee. Think they, I think they can, but I, I, I want to hear your thoughts first before I, I, just, before I go ahead. I, I think Milwaukee's a good team the way they are, right? Well coached yeah. and Giannis can do whatever he wants. But what if they just decided, yeah, we'll trade Chris Middleton for, you know, I'll be Durant, stunned. Maybe Durant's a little hot. Maybe because he's a, he could be available. Yeah. Just, would they trade somebody to get a key player to play with? I'm not saying Middleton's bad. I'm just saying could they get someone better than Middleton? They're just a team I'd always watch out for. And with Giannis, the guy, the guys now get the whole the refs in his pocket and everything else too. You know. With respect to the Celtics and what they accomplished last season, but I honestly think they don't beat Milwaukee if Chris Middleton's healthy. Because I do think he was that missing piece for the Bucks in that series against the Celtics last spring, in which that there were times in which Giannis was carrying the load offensively. He'd go off offensively on select nights, but he didn't have that second guy to, to, to turn to in, in Middleton, in which was a major reason why the uh, the Bucks won the title in 2021. 
I mean, no, this is no disrespect to Bobby Portis um, in, in, in company at all. They're all champions. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, like they're all champions. But Chris Middleton was the perfect number two to play alongside mm-hmm. Giannis. And that, 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 that got me thinking, as you were talking about the, the Milwaukee, not the Milwaukee, but the Miami Heat, in terms of betting odds and, and favorites to win the title this upcoming season, given that the NBA season is less than a week away now. I'm surprised that a lot more people are not giving uh, Miami the respect that they should and deserve, given that the East, as we know, it's it's completely loaded. We we know obviously with the Celtics, but people, some people are overlooking Philadelphia, which is a grave mistake, because Philadelphia figures it out with 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 the continuation of growth from Joel Embiid, and you have James Harden for a full year. I think it, uh, to some extent, and I would love your thoughts on this, I think in, in some case they could be the dark aces in the NBA in terms of um, prohibitive favors to win a title next season. Absolutely. And, and I, I, the, this is where I think the coach kind of does come in come mm. in, in the NBA. Spolster is a, a damn good coach. I mean, he, is. Yeah. He, 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 he gives the ball to Jimmy Butler Let's other guys shoot from the perimeter because they're very good shooters, right? He's, yeah. he's got guys on his team that Bam Adebayo is the guy, the guy down low. Like they have guys on their team that do their job. You know what I mean? They, yeah. you know, Victor Oladipo at one point last year he came off the bench and he struggled defensively, and the and the Celtics took advantage of it. Um, they have guys who know what they have to do, but it comes down to Jimmy Butler, right? Is he and and can Adebayo take that next step? Because I think he can. Um. I think he can, but you know, they're very well coached. They play well at home. Um, they should be respected. Absolutely. And I'm looking at the odds right now, man, this is yeah. kind of current. So if you look me, see me looking away, I'm looking at odds. Absolutely. The Clippers are plus five fifty right now is the head on favorite. Wow. So I don't know if this is because of practice or preseason, or maybe some of the movement with the Celtics mm-hmm. warriors are 600. Celtics are six. This means if you put a hundred dollars, you win six hundred. Um, the Nets are plus seven hundred. Followed by the Bucks, Suns, 76ers, Lakers. Don't sleep. Like we, for, we forget about the Lakers. Like, <laughs> and then your boys, the the uh Miami Heat plus two thousand tied with the Mavericks, who again the Mavericks went to what a uh, East uh, Western Conference Western final. Conference, yeah. mm-hmm. So just saying, two teams that went to the final last year. Wow. I think they know how to get there, and they got to try to go over the hump. Both yeah. plus two thousand right now. Wow. <laughs> the the Lakers. I mean, my goodness. I think that that's a team in the West. I look at. And I say, based on talent, just looking at it from a black white perspective. Yeah, they should be among the favorites. But is it fair to look at the personnel as a determinant factor when you're making these odds as to what, like which teams should have the better, the, the better odds of, of winning, of winning a title at case in point, as we're talking about the NBA now and uh, with the NBA season, looking like, looking like more and more closer to the front of us than it is in the rear rear view mirror. I wonder about the Lakers because of their age the age concerns, which is why I'm not, I'm not high on the Lakers because look at the age of LeBron. He, he's got a lot of miles on that, on, on them tires, Anthony Davis, 
He's coming back this year. He's coming back off an injury. And I just wonder about the aging core of that team. Should should that play a factor in terms of the on the odds in terms of the, of their ability to win a championship this upcoming season? And if not, what should I look at in regards to the Lakers in terms of their best chances to potentially win a title this season? So I think one name you didn't mention is Russell Westbrook. Like what's yes? What he, I mean, he I think he's a difference maker. If he's when he's right, when he's right, yeah, yeah. If he gets back on his game, I I just think he you know he's the guy. Uh, they have some question marks. Um, you know they 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 like and you mentioned it like they got the Damian Jones, they got brought Schroeder back, the Toscano Anderson kid, they got Thomas Bryant as a free agent mm-hmm. um, to help out as a big man. Now. Uh, what Pat Beverly? They, they got some guys there. You're right. The age, the age is always the problem with the Lakers. Yeah, but to me, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the court, it's just like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You know, can they get a third guy? Can they get somebody? I think Ben Simmons is good. So I, I think again, Brooklyn at 700, I'm in. Um, I like that, and I think that they were embarrassed. I think they're either going all in, or they're gonna blow it up. Like, it's one or the other. They're not going to be a middler. But mm. the Lakers, the Lakers have competition. Jamal Murray's coming back. So the Denver is going to be loaded again. Yeah. You know, there were some teams that would just bet. The Mavericks, I just think, are a damn good team. So they have to just beat, you know, who's in, in the Clippers. Again, like, they have these teams that are in front of Golden State. Like, like they are fifth. Like, they got a hop. They have a, yeah. a, a struggle. So I agree. Off the top, maybe there isn't value in the Lakers. But the fact that they just have to get into the playoff, which they didn't a year ago, mm-hmm. get in, get into a seven-game series, I think with LeBron James still being one of the top five players in the league, I'd, I'd give him a shot. But I don't know if they could shoot with the likes of Golden State, I'll tell you that. Absolutely not. And, and I even asked that same question in comparison to Dallas because as much as, you know, like Dallas with the upset last year over the Phoenix Suns, I mean, the Phoenix Suns were the prohibitive favorites to win the NBA title last last season but i feel like the suns they took a step back and and i that, that's part of the reason why like i'm not so high on the on the suns this this season but i look at the other teams in the west you were just talking about the denver Nuggets with with, with the the mvp nikola jokic and the return of jamal murray massive difference maker and then you and then you as well look at golden state obviously being the defending champions Steph Curry and and company obviously with uh, with Jordan Poole minus the, the the drama that just unfolded within the last several days with that team, I think it surprises me that when we talk about the overall favorites, that that Golden State, despite the competition, the stiff competition in the West, that they're not the slam dunk favorites. Like, does that surprise you? No, no, but you know, to me. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna like break this down for you, shoe. Please, you know, yes. you know I, I'm gonna I'm giving you a take and I'm giving you an opinion instead of maybe you know. Facts. Please, absolutely. The NBA's a make miss league, bro. Mm. That's it. You either make your shots or you don't. And the Celtics last year had a lead against Golden State. They got cold in the fourth quarter, and they lost. They came back the next day. They couldn't score again. Golden State hit all their shots. You're either going to make all your shots, you're going to miss them. And I, I know it sounds simple, but like that's what happened in the NBA Finals. 
Yes. Like Tatum couldn't shoot, couldn't play. He wasn't even a top five player. Jalen Brown gave you all he had. They had the shooters. They had the guys who could make the shots and they didn't. It just, for everything Golden State went through, the Celtics could only get so far by making shots. Golden State, that's what they do for a living. And they they did it. So can I think, do I think the Celtics can get there? Yes. Any team that can shoot the basketball, I think, and play defense has a shot. That's why I worry about the Lakers. I worry about Dallas, but they got one of the best players in the league and they got guys who can make shots. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why Miami, when they're hot and they shoot the three, they're a great team. The Bucs can shoot the three, but they also get Giannis. The NBA, I know it's been in, in the past, it's always been about who the best player is. This year, though, I think we're going to see something different. I think we're going to see someone, I'm not saying New Orleans if Zion's healthy, but something <laughs> like that. There's yeah. going to be someone that catches Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Just some, I think we're going to see a team that we, we don't expect to go this year. I want to shift my attention um, to the to the NHL. Bruins start their season in earnest against the Capitals, and then they got the home opener against the um, the Arizona Coyotes. I wonder with all with all of the moves and all of the transactions that are happening, they, they change head coaches shockingly over the summer. They fire Bruce Cassidy and they bring in Jim Montgomery. Um, David Krejci comes back and. And although they're going to be missing key guys to start the season in in Marshan and McAvoy and as well as Grizzlick as well, I have a funny feeling that if all of the stars align right for the Boston Bruins, they may surprise a lot of teams in the East. So I'll pose you this question quickly. Do you think that the, um, the, the Boston Bruins – as currently constructed, do, do you think they have a fair shot of being standing up contenders based on the um, based on the odds? When I last checked the odds, it was like plus 2,000. But something tells me if, if Jeremy Swayman can take that next step, maybe that changes things a, a little bit. What are your thoughts on that? So tomorrow night, oh, when they play the Washington, they're an underdog. Right off the bat on the road, they've, yeah. always, they've always struggled in Washington, so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. The coach is the difference, man. They need to see something from Carlo DeBrusque and these young players that complained about Coach Cassidy. Yeah. So we need to see more from them. Um, they're injured early on. We know about Marshan and some of the other injuries they're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how their defense plays. I still think that was their biggest issue. And what's the deal with David Posternak? Is there a contract thing in his head? Or I, I'm going to tell you, Shu, I I lean on people that cover the team for the Bruins stuff. I have my own opinion, but it seems like in-house, everyone kind of has their stuff together, meaning they're all saying the right thing. There's a lot of transparency, I guess I would say. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know. So when I ask guys, hey, what do you think? It sounds like the Posternak deal is kind of close or done, but – history says that these guys are done before the first game that who get mm. extensions. So that, that, that's scary to me. And is Swayman the guy is Swayman the guy. That's going like, to be the big question this season. Yeah. Is it the guy? I hope they give him the opportunity to, I think Sweeney had a bad draft. I know Cam Neely came out in support of him. Maybe the, maybe he was hard on the young players and maybe that's why none of these players, but that's on him now. All right. They got oh, rid yeah. of one guy. Now it's on the other guy. Do I think they have a shot? Yes, they're a veteran-laden squad. 
the people I've talked to think they're going to be good. So I would bet over 95 and a half points. They had a hundred and what? Seven, 107 last season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Ring the bell. Give me the over 95 and a half points. It's, it's going to be interesting in the East considering you got Florida. They, they made the big trade in the off season. They, I mean, obviously you got Toronto on the lightning. You went to three straight cup finals, but this Eastern conference is it, it's not going to be a kick in the kick in the the park at all, especially Walking with the Rangers. Exactly. Oh, no oh yeah, like which is which is why I was making this point like a, about a week or so ago that you cannot have an off night at all. Not not this year, and especially the way that the season is is set up um, for the Bruins, especially early on. So that's where I disagree. I think early on you got to let your guys play. Like you gotta let you gotta see what you get with some of these kids that are that are gonna play early on. But you're right, they can't, you know, by Thanksgiving, they can't be uh, you know, not in the playoff hunt. Like you know nine points I mean? out, like, like no. No, but you know that's true though. And the other thing is too, is you know, dude, we're in Boston right now. Like, if you're not relevant, if you're not competitive or relevant, we won't watch. I mean, yeah. I know there's dude, you're a diehard. Uh, you know, I'm I but like like the Red Sox this year, psh, that's I a prime example. Start break. Mm-hmm. I was out. You know, yeah. I was talking roast beef sandwiches and food. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> for real. I mean, no, I, I know. I, I listen. I, I listen. <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is if the, if the Bruins stink, now we're going to get on Sweeney. We're going to get on Neely for back in Sweeney. We're going to get on the players for wanting a new coach. Or the young players aren't good enough. And, blah, blah. and then the mm-hmm. coach got his problems. And it's just, it will get messy. Just win. Just win. And everything will winning heals. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I, mm-hmm. but I do think they're a veteran-laden team. Where there's not many in the NHL with that type of like same camaraderie that they've had uh, for years. Absolutely, and I want to circle back to the the Patriots with just a couple of minutes left here. Which team are you betting on this weekend? Patriots, Browns on the road in Cleveland. Who are you? Who are you wagering on if if you were to make a bet? As you, as we talked about early on, in terms of the the, the spread, um, the money odds, and, and everything, which team would, would would you go with? So right now, I would I would go Cleveland in the under. Mm. That's right now. I bet differently. Um, I wait until the inactives come out. Um, you know, last week I had the Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt on the first play. I lose my bet. Oh, you know, um, mm. a couple of weeks ago, um quarterback of the chargers gets hurt they say it's chase daniel starting and all of a sudden herbert's in there and the so the line went from nine to three and it's like i missed it you know oh, so, yeah. so i like to wait if you can get the patriots three and a half or i would say anything above three and a half i would take the I, i'd probably say four and a half or higher i would take the patriots mm. i think for for patriots fans sake I think Cleveland wins this week. It has nothing to do with them being a better team or anything. They just, they're on back-to-back games at home. They've lost a tight one last week. And if they usually get ahead, and the one thing the Patriots have showed is when they get behind in games, they don't come back. If it's Bailey Zappi or even Mac Jones, I think this week's a tough week. Um, But it's a winnable game for sure. I just, when it comes to the betting line, forget about the teams, just the number, Eileen Cleveland. For those that don't know, you can listen to Joe Murray on 98.5 The Sports Hub. 
He's got the over-under show Saturday mornings from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. That's Saturdays. And as well as tell, tell the listeners about your, your, your betting show on NBC Sports Boston. Yeah, I do a weekly show. It's my second year. Uh, NBC Sports Boston. It's here locally, but you can find it across the country as yep. well. And mm-hmm. it's called the Weekly Spread. We do it from the casino. And uh, we get the nice spread of all the lines. And we discuss the uh, local games. And then we do three uh, NFL games. So it's fun. Myself, Tom Giles. Myself and Dan Lipschatz on the uh, on the Over Under show. And um, every week, man, I'm glad to see you joining you, maybe you're an honorary bankroll boy, I, bro. I appreciate that. Thank you. Like, listen, I you are like a pros pro. I am like the like like the rookie that's just coming in, learning about like all of the different terminologies and and so forth in terms of the over under the, the the spread, betting against the spread, and things and things of that nature. But I can't ask for a better person to to learn from in this regard um, than you, Joe. So again, thank you so much, and thank you for coming on the podcast it's been an absolute blast man i like seriously like i had a lot of fun talking about the hijinks i mean and then as well as getting down to the nitty-gritty fun stuff that a lot of people especially here in mass are beginning to really take advantage of the betting and so forth locally gotta believe in the betting bro believe in the boston betting thank you so much Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.